Hey, Gabriel Blake. Hey, Gabriel Jose. Where are we today? We're in Chicago together. <laughs> together. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. We are at a dive bar. bar. Yeah. A tiki dive bar, no less, called Trader Tots. Yeah. Yeah. You have the sign just on top of me. Oh, there it is, right above my head. Yeah. See this I would put on my wall. <laughs> I don't think that I would be selling you that one or any other. I mean, there are a couple of ones. I don't know if you see like the Playboys and Stereotypes, you know? Is yeah, but no, I want, I don't want just a neon light, I want something like Oh, this. you want like the display, yeah. like the whole display. Mm -hmm. I had to show you the other day, maybe um, I should actually just look for sponsors, but I went to buy a backpack and uh, the store itself, it was not on the street. It was inside of a warehouse and inside of the warehouse they had decorated all of their walls with historic neon signs that they still work from businesses that they closed since the, I don't know, 40s. How cool. Yeah, it was super amazing. But yeah, you can still see uh, plenty of them. And I think that I saw you that I have a collection of things that a friend of mine like gifted me of signs, of neon signs from San Francisco. And one of them is Trader Sam. Oh, really? Yeah. That's super cool. I love it. It's like, this is like amazing. I'm not a pink guy, but yeah, I like it. Uh, in any case, we are in person. We are in Chicago. We are at Dive Bar. The only thing missing from Gabriel's Go to Dive Bars to talk about cinema is what a movie. If we watch this day. This was your pick, right? It certainly was. You picked the 2018 awards darling, <laughs> the Yorgos Lanthimos film, The Favorite, starring Emma Stone, all by herself. Just by herself. And Ben <laughs> City didn't win. It's funny, it's one of those movies that all of the female actresses, well, their actresses, all of the actresses, they got nominated. So it was Olivia Colman, Rachel Weisz, yeah, and it was Olivia Colman, the one that won. She won as Best Actress, not Best Secretary. No, yeah, she won full Best Actress. Yeah. I think, but I think... The other two were supporting, I think. Oh, we should look they that up. They competed against each other, not against her. There was one of those like, how? I'm pretty sure that Emma Stone is more on the screen. Yeah, honestly, I think you and I got a little drunk last night and started talking about the film early, and I, we we were like, who who's the who's the lead? All three yeah. of these yeah, women. Three, yeah, they all have like their own narrative, their own evolution across the story. Um, but the reason why I picked this one is because a movie I really like. We discussed it before we had the podcast, and I think. I mean, it was like mind-blowing to me when I watched it, and I really wanted to watch it again after now that it has been some years since it was released. I was curious to see if it has its taste well. But as you chose a couple of uh, weeks ago, uh, Elizabeth, I always said the only period piece, and then we started discussing about like, what is a period piece, but besides a tournament that I really like is the favorite, but it's not a standard period piece. I mean, The Godfather's a period piece. Dude, <laughs> whatever. We're not. We're not going to get into this. Stuff like this thing. No, this change of period piece. I, so that is a reason that you wanted to watch this, but also Yorgos Lanthimos just won Venice. Yep. For another yep. film. Yep. The Stars Emma Stone. Yep. yep. So we haven't had the chance to see it yet. So we thought we'd do a little yeah, retrospective. Like warm up. Like warm up. Yeah, yeah. It's like let's examine the career of Yorgos Lanthimos. Oh my god, doesn't mean that you're going to be picking the lobster? No, no, no. Okay, not no, John not Wick. <laughs> three. Okay. <laughs> you're not going to be like letting me prepare. Nope. Like, it's just John like Wick throwing three. you in front of the bus. Uh, yeah, because there is also a new TV show on the universe of John Wick. So the you 
Continental. Right? Continental. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have been joking about making, making him watch. Because I, I really thought you had. I cannot believe you haven't at least seen one on a plane. But on, it's it on every plane things. ever. Maybe I saw that they had three and four recently because four is already streaming. I think. Yes. Uh, and I think that I saw them. But I didn't watch the three previous ones. I'm pretty sure that there is some kind of continuity besides, hey, this guy had a dog. The dog gets killed. He goes in a rampage. We're we're getting way off topic, but somebody asked Keanu Reeves in an interview about John Wick Four about the puppy, and he's like, I, I mean, this is no offense, but it's really weird. People don't remember that they killed my wife too. <laughs> People only remember that the dog was killed. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> they killed his wife and his puppy. The world cares about no, the puppy. puppy. Not about it. Do you remember in a we should do a special about how Hollywood sometimes forgets that is that humans are more important than animals. This well, in most... my in my high on edibles hypothetical with my yeah, husband, yeah, sure. I picked <laughs> I picked my dog over my husband's best friend. <laughs> that goes out to you, Juan. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, the odds are low that he was this, you know. Um, but do you remember Independence Day? Did you ever watch it? I did. Do you remember that there is this scene with uh, the first lady that she's going through a tunnel and all of the cars are stuck and she's going with the first dog. She has like a giant dog. I don't remember this. Yeah. <laughs> so she has only runs, there is an explosion, so you see like a, what is the name of the, the director? I don't remember it right now. And they had a did Godzilla too. I don't think I've seen it since I owned it on VHS. Own it, okay. Uh, I cannot remember the name right now. I'm very ashamed of myself. Is right it now. the same guy that does like... 10,000 BC... And the day the earth froze over or something? Yeah, it's that yeah, same like... Yeah, yeah. He likes like this catastrophe, let's destroy New York one way or another. Um, but there is this scene where he actually... The first lady just gets into this room, like escaping from this explosion in the tunnel, and then we see like the dog that is staying behind and start like just running while the explosion is like just catching Does up. Does the dog make it? The dog makes it. It's like that's like a jump, like a slow mo, you know, where he actually just gets into the uh, into the room and the explosion just passes by. But it's like, and people, people would actually roll over. Just is that people would actually feel like, oh my god, the dog made it. And it's like, yeah, but probably thousands of people died on the tunnel, like, and you actually are focused about the dog made it because we don't deserve dogs humans deserve to be killed dogs do not deserve to be killed <laughs> sure that's a way not too poetic way of putting it but sure uh, but in any case going back I wanted to see how our opinion has changed about this movie we said that there is a new movie like coming out from him uh, what is this movie about? What is the favorite about? I'm actually just panicking a little bit because I realized I'm not going to know any names. Um, Anne, Queen Anne. So this is about a, a, a real queen that existed yeah. that we know very little about. There's very little written about her except she did give away a lot of power and wealth to her chambermaid. And so I think, I could be wrong, Yorgos Lanthimos read about this and, and wrote this story about a very eccentric queen who is childless because she's had uh, 17 miscarriages. Miscarriage, yes, or, miscarriages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just like yeah, dead, born, dead yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she has a lot of health problems, and she has a trusted advisor, played by Rachel Weiss, named. What's her name? I don't remember. I don't remember the character. Okay, so. Rachel Weiss. Um, 
and really like so the queen is in a sexual relationship with this person but with Rachel Vice, but Rachel Vice is also married to a man who's fighting a war for England in France, and I France. believe. Um, and they're also at war. Oh no no no, that's from Elizabeth. I was thinking about Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. Scotland. Like, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> um, yeah, the war here is uh, is with France. I want to be actually focused. So, yeah, yeah. yeah what are you thinking? So um, we we get to know the Queen's court, um, the people around it. We can see that there's a power imbalance both in, in intelligence as well as emotional between Rachel Weiss who's like a like a power powerful like person in the court she's basically ruling the country through the queen the queen doesn't really have an interest in ruling and just wants to be loved um, and then we see Emma Stone pop up Emma Stone she's the cousin is the cousin of Rachel Weiss however her family Emma Stone's family basically fell from grace and they're no longer noble and so she arrived after being lost in a card game by her father um she showed up so sad at the queen's castle approached her cousin and said i'm hoping i can work for you and she says yes and then emma stone manages to weasel her way into becoming the queen's favorite do you think that initially she does it's whistling or is a bit more like organically because she tries to help I think she was not. Oh, oh. sorry. I think she wasn't as horrible a person when okay. she arrived. I think she was looking for a way to elevate her station in life, and and that was altruistic for. I mean, she was looking out for herself, but then she got power hungry and saw that she could control the Don't queen everything. and yep. control what happens to Rachel Weiss, um, and ultimately she becomes a terrible person. She convinces the queen very subtly to make her a noble again, give her a yearly stipend, which allows this man who's obsessed with her, who is a, a noble, to marry her, basically yes, protecting yes, her forever against Rachel Weisz. And then I don't, I don't think we should really. It's only a five-year-old movie, sure, yeah, yeah, so I'm not gonna. Here. We'll just stop yeah. there. Yeah, I have to say that I really like this movie. I still find it a super avant-garde. You know, I always felt the feeling, like with the Jorgos Lanthimos cinema, that he dances between being avant-garde and very evolved, and sometimes I'm like, I don't take myself that seriously. Similar to uh, the guy from the square, what's his name? Today I cannot think of anything. Yeah, we're not doing well on names, but um, the guy who did Triangle of Sadness, the... 20 minutes of shit. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that guy. That guy. Yeah. Uh, Rubens? He's won the Palme d'Or twice. We should know his name. <laughs> I know. I know. And I like his movies, you know, so I don't know. But in any case, I, I feel like that kind of, hey, I don't take myself seriously, but what I'm doing is actually funny and it's deep in some kind of way. You're going to have the feeling that he does stuff that is between experimental and super silly. You know, the scene of the dance, like the dance that they're doing. There are many dance scenes in this movie. No, and the, uh, well, true, but in the, the main one, that the uh, queen is on a wheelchair, and we see, uh, like, this guy that is And so she's like, stop it, stop it! Yeah, they're, they're dancing, but it's like, it's basically, like, her favorite, like, Rachel Weisz dancing with the other guy that is in all of these, like, royalty movies. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, Nicholas Holt. He's so good in this. Yep. He's so good in this. Yep. I love when she's so good in this. He just puts her away. He's like, oh, you're in a better <laughs> And he, he replaces that exact role in uh, um, Catherine, or Catherine the Great. 
That oh, the TV show? show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, so he plays see. the exact same guy, and it's yeah. awesome. I uh, I don't like like that kind of you know like as I mentioned multiple style like, period pieces, but the other day John was watching the show and I was like catching up into what the heck is going on on this and he's playing. Oh, that's the perfect cast for people as whole. Well. Like, that's amazing. I watched like a season and it was really good, but I couldn't take the drama part of the dramedy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, putting astrology, yes. It just got a little too intense for me sometimes. Yeah. So I actually heard that, you know, about it, that it's pretty good. And I heard, I mean, right now there is many different period piece TV shows. It has become like a trend. Netflix has to have at least two or three between it's, The Crown. Samantha the Morton was just in that one about like running a whorehouse in England in like the 1800s. Harlots. It's called Harlots. I don't know. Uh, do you remember the one that HBO did with Carrie Coon? And then the, uh, it was like before the pandemic, like probably 2019, and uh, like the special effects is like when HBO started saying it's like we need to generate more content, let's reduce the special effects budget, so everything is a green screen. But they try to do a lot of outdoor scenes, so it's super cringy. Super <laughs> like, don't don't do this. This is bad. This is like really really bad. Uh, but yeah, going back on topic, I. I like it a lot. I like the, the uh, like the script. It's super sharp, like how it moves. It's like how like the hilarious scenes are super hilarious, and also at the same time like the progression of uh, Emma Stone as a character. I I love Olivia Colman. I think that she does it incredibly well, as she always does. But I always have the feeling that Olivia Colman plays herself a bit. I I don't fully disagree with you. But in the moment she's asked to be like the yeah. final, I don't know, minute of the film, oh, yeah, yeah. I was just like, yeah, like oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, just for a little bit of context, you and I were both more or less fans of Yorgos Lanthimos when this came out. Yep. So we both saw it in theaters in 2018. Yep. My recollection of both of our responses was that you really liked it. A lot. And I liked it. <laughs> And that's it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was actually saying you uh, that uh, I found like very avant-garde, and I actually wish that there were more cinema that felt that still had like that kind of half experimental about like, hey, let's do something crazy. Let's see if this actually lands or not. Is that like those white lenses that they use, all of the random slow motion at some points, like the overlap between the rabbits herself and Emma Stone? Is it? This is super cool stuff. That is what I would expect. I was telling my boyfriend, this is a, this is when I think about cinema in the 70s that they were going more crazy to just decide what works. Is that this is what I was envisioning, and it's like, it has been lost. And it's interesting to find something that it, it was put so much money into it, and they allow it to do your do your crazy stuff. Now let's see what happens. So, when I saw this in 2018. Again, I felt like I liked it, but the second this ended, th uh, this viewing a few days ago, I told my husband, I was in shock, I was like, I remember this being good, I don't remember it being, like, exceptional. Yep. And it's exceptional. And I think all three women, what they did with their characters, is so nuanced and so well-rounded and fully thought out, that I saw such well-defined characters in each one of them, in fact, I really, really sympathized with Rachel Weisz this time when I didn't before. Mm, yeah. And Emma Stone was clearly 
horrible human being, yep. which I don't remember that. Yep. And the queen was just kind of the woman who got bent over. Yep. Yep. Basically, she's uh, some accessory for them. Yeah. For actual like there. Well, it's an accessory. No, I honestly think that Rachel Ruiz, and I guess what I read it the first time, is that you invert the rose at the beginning of Rachel Ruiz. If it's like, dude, she's, she's, she's a bitch. How is she treating the queen? How is that she's clearly manipulating her. But I think that, honestly, she really loves her. I do too. And I think I was wondering about her true motivations throughout the entire film. And there's a moment where Rachel Weiss isn't getting her way with the queen. And she goes to the queen and says, remember all of those very erotic lesbian letters you wrote to me? If you don't do it, I say I'm going to the press. Yep. And she ends up burning the letters. Yeah, she ends up burning the letters. Uh, but she doesn't tell her later. Does she, she does. Oh, does she burn it at the end? After she's been kicked out of the court, she knocks on the secret door and she's like, please oh, talk yeah, to me. Burn I burned yeah, the yeah, letters. Yeah. But I've it never... doesn't matter at that point. Yeah, so right. Right. The, the damage fight. is done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fact that she burned them, I was like, oh, she really does love yeah, the but queen. She's a She's a bitch. So she's, she's a bitch who tried to get her husband killed. She's, yeah, she has like that problem of pride to a level that is like she's going to be using everyone around her, and it's like the queen is she lost her, but also at the same time is like she lost her because of the position of power that she can get thanks to us and loving her. But she loves her as a human being. But that's what makes all of this. This is the best kind of film where you we could just dive into the relationship dynamics between yep. these three women yep. endlessly. There's yep. so much here. In fact, would I turn this into a TV show? Absolutely, Jose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what you were describing, Catherine the Great has like some yeah. absurd stuff that it feels like it comes from this. The only thing is I feel that this is so well packed together. So well it doesn't about. feel like two hours at all. No, it's like super, like, the pace is amazing, the script is amazing, the characters, as we were saying, is like, it's perfectly nuanced, how it's interpreted. It's, for me, it's like, the, if I if I got to know Jorgos Lanthimos because of Doctor Who, I feel it's like, wow, this guy is good, he's like, really, really good, is that like, this is the movie that I think that just convinced me that it's someone to keep an eye on for the future so i'm like really really excited about these uh, poor things poor creatures i never remember we've yeah. talked about it like nine times yeah um so i'm not going to make you rewatch the lobster yeah, we can rewatch it a bit later but for years i thought my favorite yorgos lanthimos film was the lobster i will now have to rewatch it because i think the favorite is my the favorite Ooh. <laughs> the questions yes absolutely um so jose yes would you watch the favorite again uh, i would say yes probably not tomorrow but yes honestly i would probably rewatch this i tomorrow i rewatched immediately the last 15 minutes once it ended i was like oh, yeah, i want to yeah, yeah. i just yeah, want to watch all of this yeah, yeah, yeah. um would you recommend this Yes, I mean, I mean, like, to my parents, I'm a bit of doubtful, you know, about recommending it. Because of the sexual... The sexual content, you know. Which is not, just to be clear, it's not that graphic, but it's... There's no nudity. Well, you see, like... Well, my best is... Everything happens off-screen or under clothes, that's all I'm saying. They didn't show any naked 
you see Emma Stone shower and there's some naked women, yeah. but there's no nudity besides that. And when they're in the suite, in the uh, she, they're covered in mud. They're in a mud oh, bath. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Easter sweet. Okay, so <laughs> I would absolutely recommend this without any hesitation to anyone because if they didn't get it. I need to know that they're not the sort of person that I want to talk to. <laughs> that you want to invest time on them. Okay, so will you remember this? Uh, yeah, I remember most of it. There are like small details that I forgot, but the scenes where they are shooting, I really like them. I remember those when uh, she pretends, Rachel Weisz pretends to shoot uh, Emma Stone after Emma Stone comes saying that he's like, hey, I was approached. This other guy and I to try to betray you to just sell you. And I say, Oh, what did you do? He said, I would never sell you. And then she actually pretends that she's going to shooting her. Well, no, what she says is, So I can keep, so you'll keep my secrets safe. Yeah. And she says, Yes. And Emma Stone, who just discovered that Rachel Vice is sleeping with the Queen, says, You can even trust me with your biggest secret. And Rachel Vice is like, We're not fucking around about this. I will kill you. <laughs> Okay, so I'm my answer is surprisingly no, only because it's been five years since I saw this film for the first time, and I forgot almost everything about it. Besides, I remember the three characters. I didn't remember they were lesbians. I, I had no recollection oh of that Dude, whatsoever. Okay. I was like, this seems kind of dikey. What's going <laughs> on here? It is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, so yes, hilarious. I while I love the film, I clearly didn't keep some of my memory, so I'm going to say no, but that's okay. not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, is there anything artistic about it? Yes. Well, yeah. Yes. Everything. <laughs> Everything. The script. Yeah. The direction. Yeah. The performances. Yep. The cinematography. The music. Yeah. The allegories. Yep. The metaphors. Yep. When we found out why she has 17 rabbits, so I wanted to die inside. Yeah. Yep. So her brain scene. There is that. It makes it even worse, like the relationship with Rachel Weisz, about like, that she doesn't want to get close to it. It's macabre! And what is it? Sure! They connect on the reason for the rabbits existing, and then there's this chilling scene yeah. where Emma Roberts, Emma Stone, puts the heel of her boot on the neck of one yep. of these adorable yep. bunnies, and I was like... Well, but when she was the one that at the beginning was saying, oh, how sweet, and how she was playing with them. You remember? Yeah, she was completely yeah. duplicitous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the duplicitous area is a bit more about like the uh, purpose. Honestly, I think that the purpose of the purpose of uh, of Rachel Weisz is honest to actually just for the good of the people of England. I think. I, I actually, do Emma Stone is like, just for my own good. It's like, I just want to say fuck this. Well, uh, for me, it's like a revenge. Uh, for uh, how Rachel Weisz treated them. So let me ask you this. Do you think, and I don't know the answer to this question, um, that the way that she interacted with the rabbits early on, which was gentle and loving and caring, and later she's cruel, do you think that's genuine character progression? Or do you think she was acting in the first scene? I don't know the answer. Well, I know what I think after my second viewing. Yeah, I honestly think that is partially genuine. I think that she's trying. I do too. Yeah. I, I think it's to show she became a horrible person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, more like she actually allowed like, the resentment for her cousin to just transform it into the monster that she is at the end. Yeah. So. Okay, so I, I also think 
there's a lot of well i listed all the artistic things um is it a timeless piece yes yes definitely a thing that is a one of these movies that we could be watching 20 years in the future or 30 and it's like this is still like pretty modern this is gonna age like a fine wine Yep. I think. Yep. But the thing is that they use uh, so many weird stuff. Is that the only anachronism, open anachronism, is like the dance scene. That is that they do it like just on purpose. Oh yeah. When you know, in Richard Lewis. But everything else is a bit of a hey, this regular period piece that is shot in a slightly different way, in a bit more of a creative manner. My only question is about like how that creativity is going to be perceived. 15, 20 years in the future. For me, I love it right now. And as I told you, say, this reminds me a bit of uh, Antonioni. When you think about Blow Up, when you think about Blow Up or some of the takes in uh, La Ventura, that is, uh, hey, this guy actually was playing with the perspective and with the, the specific angles for just creating something more sophisticated. And I have the feeling that is a Jorgosland theme of does it here. If it's going to be aging well or not, I think this is going to age like 2001 A Space Odyssey. I think it's so, it's so, so timeless, so timeless and it's, it's, it's just, it's literally timeless. I think. Let's put a Google calendar for uh, 20, what, 43, and we'll see Yes, I also think it's timeless. Would you turn it into a TV show? about this one because a part of me okay, wants to say let me re yes. would you turn this into a four part miniseries yes of one hour long each sure yeah I would too yeah. I want to see more of this world yeah. and I think there's more there yeah. I think there's more to learn about these characters yeah. and more like like uh, Nicholas Holt yeah. Yeah, tell us like more about that dude I would like to see also like more about the guy the head of the uh, but it's uh, like the one that has the duck the fastest duck. The, the the guy who became the opposition. Yep. Yeah, after the Queen ousted. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, oh, the, um, the guy that Emma Emma Stone marries, yeah. that that character had to have more in the script that got cut out, because he yep. was an interesting, weird, fucked up character. Yep. Could this have been turned into a short? I don't think so. Absolutely not. No. no. There is like a lot for having this progression into what is love and what is obsession. You say, I think that you need at least this time. I, yeah, no, I, I needed two hours to fall in love with and have my heart break for the queen. Yeah. yeah, yeah and that happened. Did. It was horrible and wonderful. <laughs> um, do you think this movie could have been better? I, I'm not completely sure, honestly, because this time, I bet I agree that this is a fantastic movie. At the same time, I feel, after watching it so many times, I think this was like the fourth or the fifth time that I watched it, I thought that there is something, I don't know, like that it could be like fine-tuned. I'm not exactly sure what, but I had a feeling that part of me is like maybe it was a tough too long because like, I enjoyed like the two hours, but I cannot put my finger on it. Interesting. Um, okay, so I'm for you and putting down yes this movie sure. could have been somehow better yeah. I think we need to fine tune this question and maybe it's are there any glaring problems or yeah, maybe yeah. because my answer is this is not a perfect film but it's good enough I wouldn't dare to be like you need to fix this Yorgos I don't know I'm yeah. not I mean this is for example we're talking about like, Tony uh, is it the movie could have been better but there are no glaring problems there is nothing 
is more about it could have been more exceptional for this movie I just have the feeling that there are like some fine tuning that it can be done but overall it's as good as it gets yeah really really freaking good and I applaud the vision you had in 2018 that was clearly better than mine because <laughs> while I didn't dislike this movie at yeah, all yeah, I yeah. thought it was good I didn't realize how good so yeah. well done yeah I don't know exactly why I connected like so much like that first time but yeah uh, should we score Yes. So this, this was, was your pick. pick. So you have to score it. First. I have to score this. I completely forgot about the scoring part. <laughs> I saw how you close your your vault. I'm gonna say. I don't even know why I'm taking off a point. I'm giving this a nine. I think that is fine. What do we give it a nine to? It was really good. Yep. Really good. Yep. Well done. Good pick. Thank you. Uh, that's that's the highest yeah, what? we've scored since 2001 in Space Odyssey. 2001 in Space Odyssey. But that one was higher than I. I gave it a 9.75. You gave it a 9.5. Sure. So yeah. my vision's yeah. a little better <laughs> when it comes to this. <laughs> sure. Uh, so what are we watching this? Because now it's your pick. I pick another Yorgos Lanthimos film. His, the first one that kind of uh, put him on the in the international spotlight, yeah. at least for dumb Americans. I don't know what was happening in Europe, but yeah. it's Dogtooth, which I believe won the best, but the Oscar too for best foreign film. They, they did. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay. I mean, I'll, let me double check. I'll I'll double check and come back to the next recording with that knowledge for sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's make sure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we don't want the. Uh... Yeah, the Academy. You Coming know, like after us. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, we <laughs> no, did not no, give no. an award to Dog Truth. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anything else to say about the favorites? No, just really excellent movie. And yeah, go watch it. Yeah, go watch it. <laughs> right <laughs> now. <Yeah. laughs> Alright, to everyone there listening to us, thank you so much. And, uh, and get, your, uh, get your updated COVID new booster or your new whatever shot. Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs>